Uh, okay. So the Ramchal now is talking about a very interesting... He's talking about the, an underlying concept of the whole world in terms of what does the Bershom want? Per Dalad, you know. So the Ramchal talks about the Matzav, which means the situation of a person uh, and his environment. And what he wants to do is discuss exactly what is the game plan of the Rabbanistan? Why is there a physical universe? What is it all about? Why is there a physical universe? Um, what's the end point that the Rabbanistan wants? And that itself is subdivided into many different areas. Okay. What's very important to understand, which really underlies this parak, if I asked you, <coughs> well, there are many ways to begin, but what is the single greatest feature that is the chesson of the entire creation? What is it, really? What is the single greatest feature, again, or idea, that really underlies the entire creation? Very important concept. What would you answer? Hashem is intelligent. Hester. What? Hester. Hester and? Simple. Yeah, okay. That Hester, that's great. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> but what does Hester create? Really? What does it mean to have Hester? What does that mean? Hester means concealment. What does that mean to be concealed? What is concealed? What? Well, the Rosham, the Rosham clearly himself is concealed, right? But what is concealed about God? Connections cause and effect. Again, what is that about the Rosham that is concealed? Yeah, Hester's correct, but what is Hester? Him being that cause, that he runs the world? No. Him being that cause of everything. Can you do me a favor, somebody, there's somebody in there, can you ask him to lower his voice? There's a group. There's a group? Yeah, they have a Let's join them. <laughs> what are we doing here? Oh, wow. Anyway. What is the central point of the Brio? Hester. Okay? What is Hester? What is concealed? What do you think? I'll go with it. Who? It's him from Google. That is the Hester. <laughs> and the answer is? What is concealed? And this is the essential concealment, is the fact that the only one that exists is God. Enel Mavada. That's what's concealed. We don't see that. Nobody sees that. You know, you have Malachim, but nobody sees the, ex the fact, we certainly don't see it. The Malachim have, can see, they can experience some of that Enel Mavada. We forget about us, you know, we're just, you know, totally in the dark. But the concealment is that the only one who really exists at all is God, the Vashlam. Nobody else exists. Even after the Bria, 
That's the incredible thing. Okay? It's like Enoid Mavadoi, like Rab Chaim Voloshin says, Nefshachayim, Mamash. You see? Mamash, literally, not figuratively. Uh, and what that means is that <clears throat> the only one that exists at all, even after the creation, is the Rabbanishlam. Now, we cannot fathom that. Nobody can. Because if you did, if you understood why the only if you understood why the Rabbanishlam was the only one that exists, instantly, before you ever got to that, you would cease to exist. Because it's a stirum in Bay. It's an oxymoron. How could you know he's the only thing that exists and be able to know that? Because then you would have a consciousness that knows that he's the only one that exists. You can't experience that. You would cease to exist instantly and so on. So that's what's concealed. Can you explain that to me again? Explain that to you? No, don't you need to. That, that, that paradox? Said, yeah, I'm saying it's probably very similar. Kilo Yerani Adam That's probably what you're explaining right now. Uh, well, yeah, they, they interpret that to mean means that you can't live in this world and see him. That's true. Because that was, I'm saying something far more than that, you know. If the essential attribute of the Rabbanah Shaloylam is that he is the only thing that exists, even after the creation, yes? So, now forget about what we're doing. How could anybody be masking that or comprehend that? Because that means that you, who are a zulose, a different, different than God, comprehend that you don't exist. That, that's, a, that's a contradiction in terms. How could you comprehend, if you comprehend that he's the only one that exists, you clearly comprehend that you don't exist. Right? Because that's what it means. But how could you comprehend, which means you are something that's comprehending non-existence in yourself? The only chance to lose existence. What? The only chance to experience it is to lose existence. Yeah, but you you can't do that. It's too late, you see, because as soon as you're about to hop, (laughs) I got it, I got it. You disappear in a nanosecond before the... Because you can't comprehend your your, your non-existence. It's impossible. It's it's an oxymoron, you see? So uh, that concept we can never know. We'll never have that concept. Uh, you know, we feel bad about that. But we are limited. Uh, into, we can never comprehend our non-existence, basically. Because that itself <coughs> is the ultimate contradiction. What the Moshim did is he concealed that fact. Okay? Now, in order to conceal that fact, he created a series of events. Okay? One is that he created a self that thinks it exists, and that's us. We think we exist, really, and that itself is an incredible illusion, of obviously, which we must maintain, you know? But that concept that we think we exist is the, probably the greatest barrier to be massing him, obviously. And by the way, that, and that, that illusion will never end because we always have to think we exist or we don't exist at all to comprehend in the first place. That's one of the reasons why the Torah begins with a base. Because that base means there will always be two things in existence. God and you. Uh, that the, the concept of a zulose will never be eradicated. Because what's the whole point? A zulose means another. <clears throat> okay? So that's a central idea. So the first thing that fools us is the fact that we, we think we exist. We have consciousness. And in that consciousness we experience existence. You see? 
you know. And then there are other things where if I see an other, I see others out there. So not only do I feel that I exist, <coughs> I see many other things. So how could the bunch be an ain't Don't, 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 don't. That I think that exists. Isn't, isn't like the Chalik Loikam Imam that what? in me? Isn't it like the part of Hashem that's in me that makes me think that I exist? I mean, I really, I really do exist. Or I don't exist at all. You don't. <laughs> 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 Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> Give me his money. I want everything he's got. Uh, I once gave an example. Remember the example I gave? Remember the example I gave to illustrate this? The dream, death what? Dream. The dream. I gave an example of how you can illustrate this because then how in the world can you possibly understand this? I gave an example of a guy sleeping on a couch and he has a dream. And in his dream there are two guys sitting at a table, right? And they're talking to each other. This is the dream of the guy sleeping on the couch. And one guy says to the other, <coughs> you know, we don't really exist in a dream. So the other guy says, what are you talking about? We're sitting at the table and we're drinking coffee, whatever. So what do you mean we don't exist? So guys, no, you understand. Of course we exist relative to ourselves, right? But relative to the guy sleeping on the couch, right? We're a figment of his imagination. Not only that, if he woke up, we would instantly disappear. You know, so what kind of existence is that? So of course we exist, but that's the dream, you see. But to us, the dream is reality. There is no way to escape that dream. God is, we ain't. So what's Period. Chalik, what's Chalik Elokai Is that something I have? No, Chalik Elokai is really a Chalik of the Shechina. And the Shechina is a Nivra. The Shechina itself is a Nivra. The Ain't Soif is a Nivra. Really, God is not Ain't Soif. I don't want to get a whole series of Shumat, who is God, if you remember that, you know. Yeah long time ago I can check it out on the website but anyway uh, so that dream is the best way I can represent it okay is that of course we exist real to ourselves now, I don't want a guy to say well if we don't really exist then why can't I sit down in the middle of a highway because the cars coming at me don't exist right but the, I told you what the problem was the problem is that a non-existent car can kill a non-existent person so therefore, in other words, the game rules there allow one non-existent thing to kill a non-existent, and so on. So, any case, the main idea is that. Uh, so, that concept, and that's the best way I can illustrate it. You know, of course we exist relative to ourselves, but relative to what really whatever existence is, we don't even know what is means. We don't know what it is existence is, but whatever it is, he's got it. We don't have anything. And the problem is that really he can't even give it to us. Because if he gave us true existence, right, then we would be equal to God. Only a God can truly be. Or rather, the only being that can truly be is called God. Look at the other way. You know what I'm saying? If we really existed, we would be God. That's the problem, you see. And since we can never be the Vajlam, whatever, we can never really exist, except in his imagination. And like I once said, Moshe Rabbeinu asked that, you know, show me your glory. What he was really saying is, how is it possible that I can look at you and I know I don't exist really? Show me your glory. Who are you? 
what is the nature of your being? What do you mean you, you, you exist and, and we don't? Bush, of course, obviously. So he said, of course, that, you know, I, you know I'll show you my back, whatever that's so, on, you know. Uh, so that's all relative. But it, what's called atzmusoy, God in and who he is of really himself, is unknown, and it can never be known. Period. It is something which is, like I said, are completely beyond reality. Uh, and therefore, that's what God is. And I also had mentioned, if you recall, that therefore God created a being, and that being is called the Ainsoif. And that being is, I don't get to the whole shit. But anyway, uh, and the, so the Shekhin is really a Nivro. It's not him. You know, that's why it's a Kodesh Bohu, a being that is Kodesh, which means separate from all things. And it's Ushkinte, Hishkina. That is the presence of God that we can connect to and relate to. And as far as we're concerned, that is God. You know, in many ways, it's like, imagine you walk into a throne room, right? And you have an audience with the king. And you walk in, and all of a sudden, you're looking at the throne, and there's a, there's a, uh, a suit, but there's no head. There's no arms. There's no legs. There's no person. Yet, there's a suit that is being worn by something in, it's an invisible being in that suit, you see. So if you want to look at it, so the person in that suit is God. It's invisible, unknown. The suit is the Shekhinah. So we can talk to the suit, so to speak, but we cannot in any way know who is wearing that suit, because that is unknowable. And like I'd say, people make a mistake. The reason why God cannot be known isn't because he's infinite. Ramchal says, claw that God could have created an infinite universe. That's not the problem. The problem is that it's impossible to know who the Mershom is. Uh, because like I say, anyway. Uh, so therefore, the classic fundamental idea of the Bria is what? Is Hester. But Hester of concept or the attribute called Enoid Mavadre. You know, uh, and, and so on. But anyway, so therefore, the Mershom had to create many exp- things which in order will conceal him. One of them, I said, is the, the, feel, the fact that you feel like self. You feel as if you exist. Another thing is, you see others also existing. So obviously there are many beings. Not just you, there are many beings. And then also the fact that you see that, you know, there are many causes besides God. If we don't exist, how do we cause? How do we get anything done if we don't exist? You see. So the fact that we can do something and something happens... The concept of causality itself is unbelievable. These are very important ideas, and they're fundamental, you see, in terms of what really goes on. Now, so period is the essence, okay? So, what the Bonsham essentially wants, the whole avoider is what, therefore? <coughs> is to remove the period. That's the whole avoider is to remove the period, you see? To get to know the Bosham as far as you can, whatever, actually, to get to really know the Shekhinah, and so on, you know? So therefore, the Bosham wants you to remove the separation, or the, multif- the multiplicity of beings, and so on, you know? So therefore, Hester is the fundamental idea, period is a fundamental phenomenon, and in Kabbalah you see that, because Kabbalah in the beginning, when they talk about the beginning, they immediately talk about the concept of Tzimtzum, Simpson is nothing more 
Okay, with the Shechina, not Atzmusoy. Remember, we never talk about Atzmusoy. We only talk about Shechina. And Shechina is the representation. Who? Shechina is Einsoy. Atzmusoy is beyond the Shechina. Person, even after a person dies, he only sees the shechina. Only, that's it. You, like I said, you can't see beyond. You know, you never see the shechina either. Believe me. Even after death, yeah. You get attached to it, but you. Ne- that's right. You get attached, but you never see the shechina. You can experience the shechina. Uh, it's as it's you know, ziv. It's glory. Something that the shechina, you know, exhibits or promotes or uh, you know whatever but you can never experience the Shekhinah itself even that you cannot experience I would tell you something else which I had said but you know the Ainsoif is the Shekhinah at the highest level God is not the Shekhinah he's not Ainsoif he's Atzmusoy the whole concept of a Shekhinah is a Nivra that presence of God that we experience or become attached to itself is a nivro, is a created entity. And what's the basic quality of the Shechina? Einoid Mavadoi. What I've just told you about Einoid Mavadoi, that the only thing that exists is the Shechina, not God. God is beyond the concept of Einoid Mavadoi. I mean, it's too complicated. But Einoid Mavadoi itself, that God is the only being that exists, all of it itself is a nivro. A created concept. He is beyond that. So, Enod Mada really refers to the Shekhinah. It's interesting. Which we could say is infinite and so on. Okay, so when we talk about the Bansham, it can only be in terms of uh, Shekhinah, which is called Ein Soif. And that itself is Enod Mavadoi. God is not even an Enod Mavadoi. Because the concept of Enod Mavadoi itself is a Nivra. I want to get you guys really confused, but uh, I'm, I'm taking you all the way back. <coughs> People make a mistake that God is not even Enoid Mavadoi. Enoid Mavadoi is a concept that was created in which the Shekhinah can possess. Period. And therefore, we cannot even experience the Shekhinah, let alone the Atzmusoi. Yes, so whatever, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Atzmusoi is also created. Yeah, even the concept of Atzmusoi is created. I mean, essentially speaking, there is no word that you can say, this is something about you. Because every word, every concept, every object, everything was a nivra. So then the question is, if everything is created, who is God? And the answer is, silence, we don't know. We don't know because there are no words. We cannot in any way describe anything about them. Because any of the words that we use to describe them itself has been created. And God has assumed some of the words that he says, you can describe me by this. But don't fool yourself. It's a description of the Shekhinah, not of God himself. If you never experience him, we have no shaykhus, we can't get closer. So what is that? What, what? Uh, we only experience created beings. Yes. So, so. But apparently the Shekhinah is the greatest thing ever created. But again, it's an infinite... It's not nothing to do with him. No, not existentially. No, not existentially. So why are we relating to you know, let me ask something. You know. And who is he? Well, sounds hopeless, really. Sounds what? Sounds hopeless. Hopeless? Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask something. Imagine if I if I said, you know, what's your greatest pleasure? 
You know, some people say, you know, tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> okay, so, okay, no problem. I'll give you a tuna fish sandwich. Then I ask, okay, rate that on a scale of 1 to 10, the tuna fish sandwich, you know? He said, well, tuna fish sandwich, like, wow, it's 2, 3, right? I said, you know what, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you a 10, which is going to blow your mind. Would you still take, would you say, no, nah, no, nah, I'm okay with a tuna fish sandwich? <laughs> no, you'd say, give me the 10. The shechina is the 10. There is nothing beyond the scale. So does that mean because you cannot connect to the thing beyond the scale, you don't even want the 10? <laughs> you see? The Shekhinah is the 10. That's all we can ever experience is a 10 in terms of the Shekhinah. We can never experience a being beyond the scale. You see? I mean, it's a hard reality to grasp, but that's the reality, you know? We can become attached to the Shekhinah, but the Shekhinah is a 10. I'm okay with that. You know, listen, okay, so I can never become attached to God in, in, in so far as who He is. Okay, so what am I going to do, give up? Because He's yeah. still going to give me a 10. Yeah, still what? The the there the is obviously a connection to whom? To you can't connect to God, you see. You, 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 you can't connect to HaKadosh Baruch but you can't connect to Shrinte. Because that is the greatest being ever made outside of himself. But I want to tell you something. It's not that the Shekhinah has its own consciousness. In some way, the Shekhinah is his presence. But it's a presence that we can connect to. It, it is a presence. Look, when you go to the base, I mean, you said the Shekhinah. That was a real presence. God. But it's, it's, but it's a Nivra presence. It's a Nivra presence. It's the ambassador of Hashem. Yeah. You can't see the king. You're never meeting a creator. Who? We're never going to meet the creator. No, you will meet him. Through the Shekhinah. When you die, though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you don't have to be dead. There's a whole guy, bunch of guys in the insane asylum that they can tell you they're talking to God every day. They're alive. They have nothing else to do. They have nothing else to do. Yeah. It reminds me, I once told you this, right? I'm not, you know, you know, where, uh, some doctor went into the, uh, some, uh, some layman went into the insane asylum to check it out, you know, give him a grand tour. So one guy was uh, screaming out, I'm the Messiah! I'm the Mashiach. I told you this, right? I'm the Mashiach. So he looked at the guy, you know, and, and Nebuch, they're all crazy there. So one guy was going, I'm the Messiah. How come nobody recognized, you know? It, you know. So he sees another patient behind bars and all that. He's laughing his head off. So he goes over to the other guy and says, what are you laughing about? Is he see another guy? He's saying he's the Mashiach. He's not the Mashiach. Was he crazy? Crazy to another. So the guy says to him, how do you know he's not the Mashiach? He's with me, of course not. I'm God, I didn't make him the Messiah. <laughs> you see, it's all relative. Okay, I tell you. Yeah. Of course he's right, he didn't, he's God, he didn't make him the Messiah. <laughs> anyway, it's not that it's hopeless. There is no way to relate or connect to or experience, I should say, the Rabbanu Shalom in 
in whoever he is. That's but what they say. Hashem is. I mean, and, that, and that that's written, brought down in Sfarim. What Sfarim, interestingly enough, is they talk about that. You cannot even connect to the Shekhinah in as far as who it is, because that Shekhinah is Einoid Mavadoy. That's not even God. That's the mistake everybody makes. That the Shekhinah itself is Einoid Mavadoy. But however, there is a concept of Vekus. There is a way that the Bonisham says you cannot connect to the greatest being I ever made, which is the Shekhinah. But clearly there is a way which you can experience the Shekhinah and that will give you a 10. Might, might you say that the Shekhinah... Which is really, li- listen, in the end, hey, give me a 10, you know? I once told you, what is the definition of Oilam Abo, right? I told you, it's infinite bliss eternally. You know, it's eternal, which means it never stops, and it's infinite bliss, means it has no end. That's a 10. So far we're concerned... And okay, look, that, that's what we can get, but that itself is beyond measure. We cannot even comprehend what it is to be Dovak in the Rabbanisham. We have in the Shekhinah, you know. Might, might you say that what, what anyway, is sort of like a virtual representation of the Shekhinah? Yeah, you could look at it that way. It's not like some ambassador that has no shyness to anything. It's like Hashem is sort of controlling this virtual. Yeah, the Shekhinah is the closest really thing. You use that word. As far as you're concerned, you're being done by Kaddish Baruch. Correct. I, through some, it's only really virtual representation, but yeah. Lamaisa, through the pipeline, you're experiencing Yeah, so in some sense, you have to remember one thing. You're being dovered to a being, the Shekhinah, that is completely spiritual. I mean, if you, I hate to use that word, because God is not spiritual. You know, spiritual is only below him. He is Enoid Mavadoi. Again, he, the Shekhinah, Remember, I, you know, I don't want to go back to that smooth He's a spiritual being, and that is the greatest of all experiences known in existence. So we do get that, you know, you know, and so on. Therefore, the most fundamental concept of the Shekhinah, right, is Simpson. He contracted himself, or he removed himself, and created a space. That's the beginning of Kabbalah. Who? Correct. He concealed the concept of Enel Bavadoi experientially. And that created a vacuum which is called, you know, Cholol, Kabbalah. And therefore that Cholol allows others to exist or an other to exist. You see? That's what the, the Ari means. And therefore there's a Cholol. Everything starts off with a Cholol. A, a hole, a vacuum, a hollow. Okay, that allows others to be. And the Shekhinah surrounds that hollow. You see. And then a beam of light, which is Kabbalah, enters that hollow as a ray. Is that the Kav? That's the Kav, yes. And that Kav is the Rabbani Shalom now entering the hollow. What's the source of the Kav? So he, who? What's the source of the Kav? The, the uh, ancient around it. Uh, I mean, that's where the Ari describes. So really, there is the Einsoif, right? Then a Tzimtzum occurs, which is all of a sudden there's a constriction or contraction weight of the Rabbanishim as he moves aside, which means that in some manner which is unknown, he has now allowed a Zulosoi, an other, to exist in that hollow, you see. But if that was the case, then there would be an other 
and he would be away from that. But what he did is he re-entered the hollow, it's called a kav. And now you have God as a tremendously diminished presence, because obviously that, that kav, the line, that's how it's described geometrically, descriptively. You know, there's God or the Shekhinah surrounds this hollow, which is all existence, by the way. And then God now enters that hollow as a diminished form of the Shekhinah, you see, and he now creates everything in that hollow. But we connect to the Kav. You know. The Kav is no longer in our yeah, but in reality, it is a new but how somehow, wait, wait, wait. We don't know how that works. It's, it's like a weaker form of Enon What could it be? It's either Enon We don't know. We don't know. But, but even, but, so we connect God as he is a Kav. This is all metaphor. We don't connect God as he is around the hollow. We certainly don't connect God's Musa, you see. So we connect to God as he presents himself and pierces or establishes himself in the hollow. That's the connection. That ain't safe. In the hollow, or the kav, is what we connect to. Really, you know. Now, what the, so therefore, what I'm trying to illustrate is a very fundamental idea. Wait a minute. How in the world do you get from an ain't safe to a hollow? So that's the phenomenon called tzimtzum. Simpson is a phenomenon that we have, which means contraction or removal of self in some way. We have no idea how it works, but that itself now creates period. Because once you have a hollow where he's not really there, although he is, but we, can, we cannot possibly experience him that, that is a period. We control, now the incredible thing about that, about the Simpson is we control Simpson. The Bersham voluntarily will come back or leave based on our acts. That is why the Jew is the greatest being to ever live. There is no malach, nothing, that the Bersham will respond to. And the response of God is always, am I present or absent? Present or absent, what's the phenomenon that creates that? Simpson. So tzimtzum is a phenomenon, right, that results in either presence or absence of God. And the Bonsham voluntarily does this based on our acts. That's the beginning of the understanding of what mitzvahs do. They create a tzimtzum, or they undo, it's a tzimtzum reversal, where the Bonsham comes into the world, or if we do a chet, then it's a tzimtzum, where he, absence. I can't take that, any of this with me. Who? When I leave here, I'm not gonna. Can you come back down to earth a little? Come back to earth? Yeah. You have it on the website. You can always review it again. No, you have to hear these ideas. I mean, these are tremendously fundamental, deep understandings of the Rambam and of Kabbalah. I'm giving you the fundamental structure. The whole Kabbalah. The whole Kabbalah is what the whole purpose of creation is to do one thing. Undo or reverse the Timson. Bring him back. Let it undo it. Because he moved to the side. We want to... And with the Kav, we want to get that, experience that Kav. The whole purpose of creation is to undo Timson. That's a nutshell. You see? Because Timson is the operational concept of what the Shekhinah does to itself. 
It either is present or absent. No, yeah. Does anybody get that? Why don't you get it? I thought it was pretty clear. I don't know the Hebrew words. Oh, so you're going to say this. You asked me, I thought. Simsum means contraction, removal. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you leave this room, in that sense, you're leaving the room has now removed your presence. Okay. That's called simsum. Right. And hispashtus, which is the reversal, means you come back into the room. Right. You now expand, extend back into the room. So the fundamental action of God is either he removes himself, which is called simsum, or contraction, or removal, oh. or he comes back, which is called hispashtus, expansion, when he comes back. Those are the two most fundamental operations of God. Got it? And, and we're in control. Either God is with and we are in control. Through the Torah and Mitzvah. Correct. That's the real understanding of what mitzvahs are. It controls Simpson. It either creates Simpson, which is a removal, or it reverses it by creating an expansion, which is astounding. I mean, we don't do it. God voluntarily does it. As a result of our acts, obviously we don't, you know, you know, right? But that is the greatest power of the universe. You don't realize that it's infinitely greater than nuclear weapons. To determine God's presence or absence, which means to determine the operation of Simpson or his pastus, which is the reversal, there's no other being that does it. The only one who can do this are Jews. You know what kind of power that is, and they do it by their acts, thinking. Speaking and doing. The realm of mitzvahs. That's how they do it. And they, they increase symptom or contraction or removal by their sins. Uh, that's what makes the Jew godlike. You see, there is no, there's nobody from the Umas Oilam that can do it, the nations of the world, unless they become Jewish. Then they get that power. And there's no angel that can do it. You, you know, you, the, the angels look at us and say, hey, you guys are God. Uh, it's true that you don't do this, you, you, you know, but it happens because of you. As far as we're concerned, you're it. Is that why they want to say Shir Adam? Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> There's no other creature in the Bria that can do this, you know. But what I've told you is very important. You don't realize how fundamental this is. It's fundamental to the whole Kabbalah, Hashkofo, the whole plan of the Bria. You have no idea how fundamental... And how deep this really is. It's heavy. It's, it's, I only give heavy stuff. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, and that, in the end, the whole purpose of the Bria is to do what? Is to undo the what? You guys started off with the Hester, or the concealment, right? That's how you started off, right? But now you understand what the concealment is. It's the Enel Muvado. But Enel Muvado is really an attribute of the Shechina, not of Atzmusoy. But the Shekhinah is what we get, right? And the whole concept of the Shekhinah, the whole point of it is what? Is where the Shekhinah itself is not experienced. And that's period. Everything else looks separate. And that itself, the whole concept is because an incredible action <coughs> called Simpson, removal or contraction. You see? That's really what the Shekhinah is doing. As it goes lower and lower in creating different worlds, Kabbalah recognizes five worlds, we're the lowest, right? What well, all it means is that the Shekhinah is exercising greater symptom, greater symptom, greater symptom, which, which means the, it's, the, there's an the ability to experience the Shrina is enormously diminished. <coughs> you know, so the Malachim, they're lucky in the sense that they, they got the Shrina at a certain diminishment 
so they can experience spirituality. We can't even experience spirituality. We are dumped in to Ilm Hazer, we don't even experience that. But all of it is the action of the Shekhinah performing the operation called Tzimtzum. And that is the purpose of creation, to undo the Tzimtzum. Therefore, when you undo the Tzimtzum, what do you do? The Shekhinah comes, Hispashtus. That is called Ha'ora, light. So you have Hester on one side, and you have Ha'ora, enlightenment, on the other. These are the fundamental consequences of symptom of the Shekhinah. And we have the control of that through the mitzvahs. And the entire concept, I shouldn't really use the word mitzvahs, is a much greater word to use, and that is the avoider, the service. That includes more than just mitzvahs. That's the whole purpose of creation. Because what the motion wants is Ha'ora, enlightenment, his pastors come back, and when it comes back, bam, we experience that unbelievable presence of God. What's the difference between the mitzvahs and the, and the service? I thought the mitzvahs... I, no, Kavod is much larger than... There are many things you have to do besides mitzvahs. There are, there are, in service? In, yes, so, in his, our void is subdivided ah. into all these. What else is there besides the mitzvahs? Well, there are six or seven areas of, of uh, avoid, uh, you know. But I just want to say this. Therefore, you realize an incredible thing. What is a mitzvah, really? What is it? A mitzvah can be defined as an instrument, mm. right, cool. that controls Simpson. Isn't that interesting? Heavy. Yeah, beautiful. It is. It's, it's beautiful. a beautiful understanding of what it is. A mitzvah is an instrument, a switch, a trigger. Okay, what you call it. That will control the Simpson. You see? And the Simpson will control the presence or absence of God. And that's what it's all about. It's a fundamental understanding of what everything is all about. Therefore, the way to do it is through basically the avoider. Part of the avoider is mitzvahs. Okay? So, if you want, let me just tell you the avoider, which are the instruments. First thing is that's what's called, the greatest instrument is called limonatera. Learning Torah in and of itself is the greatest instrument because it will bring down the greatest ha'ora, which means it reverses Simpson the greatest. It can use any one of these ideas. Second one is Asiyas HaMitzvah, to do the mitzvahs. Even though learning Torah is also a mitzvah, you see, but it is so great that we can put it aside. Two for one. What was that? Two for one. Two for one, yeah. That's why it says Talmud Torah Keneget Kulam. You see? When we connect it Kulam, means Torah is on one side, right? And what's on the other side? All the other mitzvahs. You see? So Torah, learning Limanat Torah is the greatest one. The second thing is uh, Asiyas HaMitzvahs. The third thing is Tikkun Hamidus, to perfect the self characterologically. Got that? <clears throat> Musar. Musar, character. Midas, yeah, Musa. Yeah, Midot, Midot, yeah. right. Uh, that's the third. The fourth is, I, I make it into a separate, it's called Tefillah, prayer, because Tefillah is unique, because it's a direct communication to God. Unlike, you know, you shake a lulav, it's one thing, but I talk to God in Tefillah, it's a, it, it's a qualitative, dis, 
distinct kind of operation. So tefillah is number four. Number five is kavonus, yichudim. That's kavonus do that, right? Yitibim chavon, divine names. You see, that's kavonus. Well, you know, there are many divine, when you do a mitzvah, there are certain divine names to think about. You know, you, you, it's not for you, you know, but if you're into Kabbalah... How come they haven't taught this to me? Because the people who should have taught it to you don't know it themselves. It's a specialized area of Avaidah. Not everybody can do this. That's you know, five. That's it's five. Me- it's meant for everyone or it's meant for a special group of people? It's meant for everyone if you can attain a certain level. And what's if you don't attain the level, they have no business doing it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's open... For enrollment. I should aspire to that. The as same they way say. I should aspire to, uh, to a perfect Mamidus and to perfect Mamidus. Well, in a certain sense, yes. But it's not as important as learning Torah. What? Chudim? No. Torah is the greatest. Yeah. I'm just giving you all the areas <coughs> of It goes in an order of importance. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, and now you really begin to see some very interesting in terms of the Avoida, uh, is Yedias HaTorah is subdivided itself. The greatest thing that will undo the Simpson and so on and so forth, right? Is Ramchal says this, it's not mine. Yidias Elokus, the knowledge of God. That's Hashkafa and Kabbalah. Those two areas, actually Kabbalah is a subset of Hashkafa, those two areas are the greatest way to bring the Shekhinah back, which is Ha'ora. Undo the symptom and so on. Wait, the second way, which is not as powerful as Hashkof and Kabbalah, is the idea of the instrument itself. That's Gemara, Bishnayis, that's Tahal Shulchan Aruch. It's interesting. Ramchal says that. Because when you think about it, and I really understand it, all the learning that takes place in Yeshiva, wherever it is, right? Their focus is on what? Mitzvahs. But we know mitzvahs is what? Is an instrument to bring down the ha'ora. They're focusing on the instrument or the trigger, you know? But they forgot about the rest of the system, which is interesting. You know, it's like, it's like an electrician. You know, you tell the electrician, hey, something just happened to my uh, light. So you guys, no problem. You call the electrician, he comes down, and he spends his whole time trying to fix the switch. When there's something in the wrong, it's in the wires. Or maybe it's in the load. You see? You know. So really the study of mitzvahs, in no way do I mean to minimize. All I'm doing is, is placing its perspective. The study of Torah, the mitzvahs, right? The Shulchan Aruch, everything, is really an understanding of what is the proper mitzvah. What is the right trigger or instrument? Is the halacha like, the study of halachas is the study of the triggers. The study of the system itself, God and everything else, is a study of Hashkov and Kabbalah. And the Ramchal says that the greatest way to undo the tzimtzum, which is the whole purpose of creation, is study Hashkov and Kabbalah. The second way of Limanat, it's all under the thing called Limatera, is the Halacha, which is the instrument itself. Got it? It's interesting. What's six, seven? Kabbalah, everyone that's wrong. It's not true. What you just said. It used to be true. 
<clears throat> but ever since 1492, <coughs> the uh, grandfather of the Chidor, Avram Azloi, he says, and many people say, the Goyen says, Rabchaim Vital says this, that the requirement that you need to be booking shots and all that, which is really what? The requirement to know the trigger. Think about that. Now you have a different perspective to know the halacha. You know, that was true before the release of the Orishan, Messianic light. But the Messianic light had already been revealed. I told you once, you have a whole on that. In what form? Science. Science. Science is the Omashiach, right? That focuses on nature, or rather Teva. The Omashiach, I once told you, what is the Omashiach? It is the ability to see the internal design structure of a thing. It's like a magnifying glass. You know, whatever you want to put it on, it will bring closer to you. Science uses the lens called the Omashiach, and they use it on Teva, or or the, the, the natural world. And therefore they begin to see incredible stuff. When you use the Omashiach, the lens, on Torah, then you see the Orishan. Then you really see incredible uh, Ruchnistic revelations. You see. So right now they have it. Because we're not Zerchah to it. But someday it will be given to us to look at our Ruchnias. So then we will know an unbelievable amount of what? Of Ruchnias, of Hashkof and Kabbalah. You see, think about it this way. It's an interesting concept. In the time of the Mashiach, what's the focus? Halacha or Ashkof and Kabbalah? Two. Who? Two. Think, ask yourself the question. When the Mashiach comes, right? And we figure that's like the end all of everything. What's the focus? Which area of Torah? And the answer is, we're all Nevi'im. And nobody doesn't focus on halacha. He focuses on what? On the vua. Kabbalah nashkofa. Who is God? What's the nature of the universe? What is the nature of the mitzvah? How does putting on film have to do with Simpson? See? He's way behind everything. You see? But he's no more focused on what, what the Rambam say. You know, there's a contradiction between Rambams. Or, you know, the Gemara and so on and so forth. You see? That type of focus is over. And the proof of that is that they are fundamentally, even though, well, the question is what mitzvahs are performed when Mashiach comes. But the focus is no longer on the instrument. Why? Because they've done their job. The symptom is complete. Yemesha Mashiach is the beginning of what? Is the beginning of the experiencing of the ha'ora. So then what do I have to focus on the instruments for? What I focus on is how is the instrumentation connected to the whole design of the Bria. And that's Hashkof and Kabbalah. That's what Nevi'im did. What do you think the Nevi did when he went into Nevoah? You think he was learning Shas? Bavli, Yushalmi? Ask yourself. Nobody ever asks themselves that. Because they only think a Nevi is the one who can predict the future. Right? Because that... But there were millions of Nevi'im in the time when Nevoah was extant. Right? And they didn't focus on Halacha. Nuvu is not a focus on Allah. Nuvu is a focus on God, how he arranges and manik leads the entire Bria. That's Hashkof and Kabbalah. It's funny, nobody ever asked themselves. You know? What was six and seven? Did you say it already? No. no. I had six, but I'm trying to remember what it was. So far beyond us. 
No, it's not Beyond Us. No, I just got to remember what it was. Anyway, I think five is going to do just fine. One of them was Nouveau. Who? One of them was Nouveau. Was it Nouveau? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Okay, you're right. Prophecy. Prophecy is not only experience, it's also an avoid itself, you know. But anyway, there you are. We can yeah, this? Some, oh, a great deal of it. Yeah, it all depends on what you want. In this life, we can be a Navi? Oh, we can be a No, you can't be a Navi, but you can't get Ruach HaKodesh. That's not bad. I'll take it. You'll take it. <laughs> you understand now, what I've done for you today, <laughs> a very important shir, I've conceptualized and formalized in a structure, the relationship between the fundamental operations of the Bria. What really it's all about. What's it really all about? You see, you now have the understanding. And not only that, but you now understand the perspective of the relationship between all these forms of Avodah. You see, and what they do. Tzimtzum, and Shekhinah, and so on, you know. And, and what the focus is after Mashiach comes, and so on. Since the Tzimtzum has been accomplished, or rather the reversal of that, of the contraction, the removal, then what do we need the instruments for? That's why. You see, so mitzvahs are only important in Oilem Hazer, but you don't need it in Oilem Habo, because it's complete ha'ora, enlightenment, you see. That's why I made some, why are dead people part of mitzvahs? That's what you think. It would seem so. What? You reach the goal. You reach the goal. You know, it's complete. It's haora. So then, by Saturday, you're not supposed to. What? What? By you know what the answer is? No. Because they realized they could have had greater haora had they done more mitzvahs, and they're jealous of you that you could still do it, and they can't. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because look, haora is measured. That's the problem. So they're getting a certain amount based on their life. But then they, right? but they feel terrible that they didn't use more time to do the rest. Great aura in Gan Eden. And they look at you and you're doing the mitzvahs and they're saying to them, you're creating depression. So right? now, we're supposed to be doing, learning the instrument or we're supposed to be focusing on... Well, you need to learn the instrument because how else can you do the, 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 the yes, symptoms and the aura? So you have to focus on Of course. But also, all the but be, but you also have to focus on what that the Ramchal says. The greatest ta'ora is from what Yediyas which is Hashkof and Kabbalah, which is also an instrument. Studying Kabbalah Hashkofa is the greatest instrument in Limanat Torah. have to get to that. The next one is the Halach itself, which is the instrument. Makes sense, you see. And the proof of that, like I said, what were the Nevi'im doing? You know, and I don't know, what are they doing in Yemais Mashiach? Yeah. You ever wonder? They're not answering Rambams. <laughs> Besides the fact that the Rambam is there to answer himself. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to answer, you don't have to think, oh, excuse me, Rav Moshe, what did you mean here? And so on, you know? Uh, but that's why people don't realize there's a logical order to all of this. What is... There's a priority in all of this. Most people have no concept of this. You don't realize something. The shir that I just gave you now is almost unknown to most people. Of course you have to learn mitzvahs and halacha and shulchanach because those are the instruments. But that's what it is in the big plan. It is an instrument to undo the tzimtzum, reverse the tzimtzum, to bring the ha'orah, in a bavadoi, 
bring it all down. That's why it doesn't exist in Olam Habwa. What does exist is how is this mitzvah connect to the particular ha'ora that it brings. That's what does, you know. In other words, how does it feel and connect to all this incredible light? That, it's what, what we do is we study the premise of the mitzvahs. You know what I'm saying? And where do you see that? Because it says God does mitzvahs. You know, you kind of question. What do you mean God? What's in the tefillin of God, the Gemara says? God? God doesn't have a head. He has no arm. So maybe you could tell me where in the world he puts tefillin on? And the answer is no, because the mitzvah tefillin is a trigger to a specific type of ha'orah that lies in the shechina. That's what God wears. You see? He lies the counterpart of the tefillin that you wear. He, he, he wears the ha'ora, the revelation of the spirituality he wears, which you, and so the representation of that, so to speak, is your tefillin being put on. You understand? So That's it, what it means. The revelation of his, his, his yichud, in certain ways. Yeah, sure, some sure. aspect of his yichud, yes. Yeah. That's being more particular, yeah. Anyway, that's a story. Well, we're also responsible for everyone else, too. We have to show them these things, and, and if they're making sins, we have to correct them. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's part of the mitzvahs. Yeah. That is part of the trigger. Yeah. But it's also hashkafa. Yeah, other it's also hashkafa because we're really Knesset Israel. We're really only one body. Right. That's really what we are. I didn't get into that. I mean, I can't like, There's no thing as individuals. I really. can't like what you can like. What? I can't turn on the light that you can so yeah, well, yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. But all together as one, you, we are really all one unit, functioning as subunits. Sure. That's really what Jews are. Because if someone's making sins, then anyway, they, I see them suffering when they're making sins, and I feel sad for that. Good, great. Any questions? <laughs> it's not nice. It's not nice. It's profound. It's really what it is. You know, you know, you know, it's a profound understanding of what Judaism is. It's I would never map. say it's the it's, 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 it's like a it's the, it's, it's a whole Weltmensch now. Now you know what I don't I'm I'm anyone you know uh, criticizing you, I'm just saying you have to appreciate what this is. It's nice to me, profound to me. I've never heard of it. Oh that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, what's